Hey guys, it's Maylene. Time for Texas Homegrown Music, and boy, do I have a show for you today. I've got Jake Andrews out of Austin, Texas, incredible guitarist, singer, songwriter, you name it. And this guy's been playing music for almost three decades, and he doesn't seem old enough to do that. But I'll tell you, he started as a young kid and started touring. Um, well, he had his first record out at age 19, but he started gracing stages with people like Albert Collins, Albert King, Johnny Winter, Otis Rush, B.B. King at the age of nine and on up. And I'll tell you, his, his discography goes on and on, and it's pretty impressive. So sit back and relax and get ready to be just blown away by this artist out of Austin, Texas. And we'll be right back after my song, Tell Me. And I know you're going to enjoy the show, so get ready. Tell me what you're feeling 
Well, here we are back on Texas Homegrown Music, and my guest is Jake Andrews. Jake, welcome to the show. Thank you, Maylee. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And right. I uh, I kind of wish I was there with you. And Austin is one of my favorite places to be. And, and I'm going to be there for South By um, in a few weeks. I was wondering, are you going to be around there during that time? I know it's a two-week stint, I think. I, yeah, I think I'll be around. Well, I need to yeah. check out and see if you're going to be playing somewhere. I'd love to catch you, catch you live. And I, I do remember seeing you at our, our venue. And I, what I remember the most, you're going to laugh, is I walked in. I said, dang, that guy is cute. <laughs> <laughs> and George was like, don't act like you don't see that every day. <laughs> So yeah. uh, one of you. one of the uh, perks of being um, of, of having a venue, I get to go and spy on all the all the guest artists that are there. I'm sure, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So so Jake, I have been uh, woodshedding a little bit about you and what you've been doing. You know, it's amazing to me that you are so young and you've already been playing almost. I mean, seriously, playing guitar almost for forty years. You're 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 going to be you're going to be hitting it close in a couple of years. I think I read you started, you picked up the guitar when you were three or five or something ridiculously young. Well, I really did. My father is a musician. So, you know, I was around uh, live music and shows uh, from, from the beginning. Um, I didn't really start playing it, attacking it till I was about five or six. Well, I know. I mean, uh, but, it's kind of hard with um, guitars, and I know that once you start playing and realizing that you want to do it, you want to play a real guitar, and yeah. um, it's hard to find them small enough that you know you can ac- actually get after it with your fingering. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I had my little uh, three-quarter size old old Fender. I've got it over here, actually. Um, uh, and yeah, so I started. I really started playing around probably around six years old, but uh, you know my my father, he uh, well tell tell he, everybody he, about your dad so th- so they can understand that you I mean you grew up in a household with a dad that was touring with some of the most uh, renowned blues and rock artists of our time and and I uh, what what a beautiful thing for you to have that kind of influence right there in your house. Yeah, yeah. My father came up kind of in the Houston R&B scene, uh, starting in the real late 50s, early 60s. Um, and, you know, with there was such a, a vibrant scene there with Bobby Bland and all the soul artists and Albert Collins and Gatemouth Brown and Lightning Hopkins. Um, so there was a really vibrant music scene there. Uh, he was playing with a guy named Grady Gaines, legendary sax player. Grady was the uh, leader of uh, Little Richard's band, Little Richard and the Upsetters. So Grady's the one you hear playing the sax solos and all the classic Little Richard stuff. And and then after that, he went on to kind of back up so many legendary soul artists like Sam Cooke and Joe Tex and Little Willie John and so my dad was playing with him starting in the mid sixties. Um, and, uh, really it was at a time where it was pretty rare for, for, for a white guy to be playing that whole chitlin circuit, um, which is what they were doing in the mid mid sixties. And, um, really as, as a backup band backing up countless soul and R and B artists. 
so my dad came up um, doing that, and then later uh, in the later '60s, moved to San Francisco in that whole scene, the kind of the Haight Ashbury scene, and joined a group called Mother Earth, Tracy Nelson and Mother Earth, which they were they were uh, uh, an amazing kind of R&B roots uh, band that came out of that San Francisco scene, and um, so and he played with them yeah from the late 60s all through the 70s um and so i grew up you know being around that when i was a little kid and then soon enough my father started taking me out to all of all these music shows and once i was playing guitar really kind of pushing me to sit in with all of these artists um starting at you know age seven eight years old and that's kind of really how I got started. I would I would go down to the the you know Antones and other music shows here in Austin and um, get to sit in with all of these artists. You know, a, a lot of legendary guys, uh, Albert Collins and uh, Albert King and Otis Rush, Johnny Winter, and soon soon enough I started opening the shows with the with the Antone's house band or other musicians here for all of these artists almost every weekend you know so i would uh i would open the shows for every one of these guys i mean you know buddy guy and and like i said all of these guys did you have any idea what you were around because you know as a kid right yeah i i don't I, i can't imagine you know what it would be like to have that kind of influence in your life when there's players today that would give anything to go back and just have a set sit in with one of those names, you know? I know. Yeah, no, it, you're absolutely right. I mean, yeah, when you're that age, it was just kind of <laughs> what I was doing. I mean, I, you know, at home, I was learning all the records of of these artists, you know, my, my father, you know, it's like other kids had to practice piano or violin. I had to practice guitar. I had to learn B.B. King solos, you know, or else I wasn't coming out of the, the, you know, I get put in the office and put the timer on. I had to practice. Oh my gosh. And, and in fact, my, my father would, uh, he would bribe me. He'd, you know, say, if you learn this Albert King solo note for note, I'll pay you $15, you know, and this kind of stuff. So, so that's how I got. Hey, really it was good. cheaper than lessons. Yeah, cheaper than lessons. Yeah. Uh, and so I developed my ear really early on. So, yeah, it was funny because I, I knew these artists because of that. And then I would, you know, on weekends, I was getting to go play with, with, um, all of these legendary artists. So of course, in retrospect, it was, it was really phenomenal, amazing that I was able to do that because of course, now none of those guys are left, you know. Uh, that's what I mean, and it's, um, you know, I feel very fortunate to have to have been born in the time frame that I was. Um, I'm I'm more the age of your dad. I mean, I was born in '59, and so I grew up with the big rage of the '60s music and '70s, and I feel like to this day those two decades are probably my favorite um, music decades. Well. Um, yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> you, you know, you can't really can't can't really top what what happened music. I mean, amongst everything else, but musically during that time, you know, it was completely groundbreaking. 
Well, and, and everybody that knows me, I, I was born in that hippie vibe era. I never left it. It's it's funny how um, people talk, stop me all the time on the street because I, I still wear 70s outfits. I mean, I'm still, oh, that's yeah. just my vibe, right? And people will stop sure. me and go, oh my gosh, that takes me so back. And I'm like, well, why did you leave? you You don't have to leave and you could just bring it with you and those influences with you and I love it today when uh, because I've got four children they're all adults now and it's um I've got two of them that are very retro and and listen only to um you know 50s 60s 70s music and so obviously I'm you know a little bit partial to that era because of that's of me but I think it's so funny how people talk about that um that era and how lucky I am that I grew up in and I think I read somewhere that you had said when someone asked you what was what 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 is something if you could stop time or if you could go back what would you want to do and I think I read somewhere where you said you wish you would have been able to go back into that those decades and those times and actually be able to play that music with these um artists sure sure yeah I mean uh, my father my father is in high school in the in the later 50s so um really what what i started on was was not you know was not all the blues stuff really i started off learning elvis chuck berry gene vincent um you know uh all of these artists eddie cochran just all the 50s rock and roll and <laughs> that's the buddy buddy holly was my hero oh, was, yeah you know uh, six, seven years old, uh, Richie Valens, all of this stuff. So that that's what I started out playing. Wow. Um, especially Buddy Holly stuff, you know. Wow. So, well, dude, and, I uh, mean, you know, what a foundation for you. And then to have, you know, your world open up to these guys that have now passed away and you actually were on stage with them. And so I want to yeah. I want to talk about that and I want to hear some of those stories. But right now, what I want to do is I want people to know just what caliber of a player that you are, because, um, you know, I have another friend. I know, you know, him well, my friend, Andy Timmons, and he started playing yeah. guitar when he was young as well, like like you. And I'm telling you, there's something about having that foundation of um, of having played for so long that I. I, I know you're the same way. Andy thinks about it and he can play it. So it's there's yeah. a creativeness that's there that is so congruent when you have the ability. And um and so I I listen to your style, I listen to your playing, Jake, and you are definitely revered amongst guitar players as one of the best in the world. And I just want you to know I'm so grateful that I get to have you on the show and share this with awesome. my audience because I want them to hear just just what kind of caliber player you are. So I'm going to play your new release that you just released called Dark Knight. Um, and for all of you listening, he's getting ready to release an instrumental record here in the spring, although the dude can sing. I mean, and he's got a lot of, of songs that, that are out there that show off the his ability to sing. But as a guitar player, yeah. I, I'm sure this record's going to blow up because the the stuff is there and it's it's exciting awesome. so i'm gonna play um this the, your single right now called dark night and we come back i want to talk about some of these ca- cats that you got to play with and some of the things that they've said to you and how um they probably 
truly influenced you in ways that no one else could have done because they had been out there doing it and they're looking at this young kid that's getting ready to go out and embark on the same journey they were on right so Mm -hmm. how cool is that Um, so if you're just listening i'm with jake andrews Um, he's out of austin texas incredible guitarist and vocalist singer songwriter the whole package And we're going to play a song off of his new record coming out soon. I believe the record's called Train Back Home. That's right. That's right. And it's the first instrumental album. It's it's more of a heavy rock instrumental album. But um, uh, yeah, this first song, Dark Night, is pretty cool. It is cool. So we're going to come right back. But right now we're going to play Dark Night from Jake Andrews right here on Texas Homegrown Music with yours truly, Mamie Thomas.
Well, we're back, and I, I, I already know you guys are sitting there going, dang, that guy is really good. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> honestly, Jake, what a what a beautiful life you have to go out and play music with all the you know all the different people that you play with. And I'm looking at a discography here. You've been involved in a lot of um, other people's projects as well. Yeah, I have over the years, um, which I've, I really enjoyed doing as well, guesting with other artists. And um, yeah, and in addition to my solo records over the years. Well, as a you know, and as a as as an observer and someone that goes to lots of concerts, having a, a husband that's a guitar player and really into music, we spend a lot of time going to concerts. And I can tell you, I love it when I see people collaborate with other artists. It's one of the beautiful yeah. things about Texas artists, and I see it a lot. Um, a lot more than I do in other regions, honestly. And I don't know what that is. I think it's... I don't know what it is. I think we're, that we're just friendly. I, well, I think so. It's that southern <laughs> southern hospitality thing, right? But um, mm-hmm. I I find that a lot. And of course, I because of my show um, being about Texas artists, there is a lot of blues artists that I have on, and a lot of um, country and Americana artists. And it just seems like there's not that. Um, I don't know. I I, I don't. I want to be careful about how I word it, but I I feel like. Sure. Um, they're just a lot more open and inclusive to have other people be a part of what they do. Sure, sure, totally, yeah. And I, and I, I love that. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've been so pleased to see other artists grace the stages of a concert that I had no idea that they were going to pull out. And um, Well, yeah, I mean, like we were just talking about earlier, I mean, my whole, starting my whole career is due to that. You know, I mean, thinking from the perspective of of these legendary artists that were willing to, to, to let this kid up, get up uh, on stage with yeah him. exactly you know so um yeah my my whole music history is is due to the fact that those, those guys were so gracious to let me collaborate with them well and i think um for me as i've gotten older i recognize that um i want to be um an encourager and i want to cultivate other people coming up to continue that that same kind of idea of let's help one another because the reality is we just want to bring joy to people in music right and that's absolutely right that's why that's what i do that's why i do what i do um and if i can do it with someone else great i mean that just makes it the more the merrier for me uh george will tell you i always like to complicate things (laughs) you know i bring up people all the time and throw throw him under the bus usually but um it's it always ends up being magical and wonderful because everybody brings their own force you know and that's that's the beautiful thing about life and i think that I learned very long ago that for me, what what I wanted to do in this world was have relationships with people and to share this journey because we're all just trying to figure it out, you know? That's exactly right, Maylee. Absolutely. I agree 100%. So um, I, I just love that. Well, so I I think I read somewhere where B.B. King had told you, and this was interesting to me because I had no idea that there was a time when he was playing music um, that he actually still had to go back and work in the cotton fields after, you know, playing gigs. He he really did tell me this when I was a teenager, you know, uh, played shows with him in Memphis. And then um, I went and hung out with him on his bus. But yeah, he told us that, that even, even when he was already 
you know, getting established in the fifties. Yeah. He still had to go do that work to, um, to continue to support himself. Well, and I know this, um, you know, from learning about people's pasts and what they went through with even labels and how much they got paid. Um, there were these guys, it, it was not like today. These guys were struggling and not only in the music business, but in sports and <clears throat> all these other things that today we see, you know, these guys making grillions, right. And, um, and not, ha- yeah. not having to work and hone their craft. They just want to bring a lot of attention to themselves and then step in onto this platform of, of notoriety and not put I the agree. work in and understand that, you know, you got to really dig in there and and figure out your craft and hone it in. I think I read somewhere where you said that, you know, in today's world we got all these kids that are doing stuff immediately putting their music out online and not ever even playing in front of people and getting, you know, that feedback. I, I kind That's of agree true. with you on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, not that I mean that's just how it is now. I don't think it will necessarily go back to how it used to be, but um but regardless, yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel fortunate that I had, had that, uh, you know, years of coming up doing that, you know. Um, well, so tell me, t- I, I know you've mentioned some of the influences, but is there some moment where you felt like someone said something to you and it clicked that you needed to spend um, a lot more time really um, cultivating your craft and practicing and learning more? Because um, I, I know this. As a guitar player, to to have the kind of ability that you have, you've spent a lot of time practicing a lot. I I, I mean, I just know it. Yeah. And you gotta have you gotta be happy with being by yourself, being alone, and being in a room, and being able to. Whereas today, you know, you have all these kids. It's they they're so social. They want to be with people. If it's not in person, which most of the time it's not, it's FaceTime yeah. or or whatever Snapchat. All these things that they do. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we, there's just so much um, out there that keeps you from from being able to really do what you need to do. I think so. Yeah. I mean, of course, it's not just playing musical instruments, anything, right. but, you know, to 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 um, improve yourself, to make, you know, massive progress in anything. You, you have to have that concentration. You have to get rid of all the distractions. And and I don't know how. Uh, how you could do it these days with so many distractions, you know, but um, yeah. So to answer your question, yeah, many, many years of, you know, hours a day um, just devouring, you know, old records and music and working on my own music and my playing besides, you know, night after night of playing live shows all when I was a kid and a teenager, you know? um, So that's, that's really what it, it took to get to that kind of level. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's jump to something else here. I want to talk about what's it like traveling across the country and abroad and having people have these misnomers about what it is to be from Texas or a Texas blues artist. Anything funny (laughs) that's ever happened to you? Because I talked to a lot of my good friend, Jim Suler always talks about how when he goes, um, you know, places and they know he's from Texas, they expect him to come in and look a certain way and talk a certain way and be a certain way. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I'm still, you know, I'm still just shaking my head because you still hear that, like, you know, someone's like, I've never been to Texas. And you think, 
you know, it's just sounds hokey, but they're like, you know, cows and, and, uh, cowboy hats and longhorns and guns. And I mean, you know, yeah, there definitely is, but you know, I'm from Austin. It's not, you know, and so I still laugh at that, but especially, uh, especially going to Europe, you still get a lot of that, you know, and when I was younger too, you know, and, um, uh, although really when, uh, a lot, when I would go to Europe, you know, there, there's, they seem to be so much, they've always been more appreciative, um, there in my experience of, of the music and the roots music, blues and, and all of that. So I always enjoyed going and playing and touring in Europe. Um, but for me coming from Austin and kind of growing up at the Antones music scene, you know, started when I was a little kid and getting to play with all of those artists. I mean, for, for those, those kind of blues fanatics, I would say <laughs> in, uh, in the European crowds, I mean, all you have to do is mention Austin and Antones and they're like, Oh my God, you know? So, uh, sometimes I've, I've been over there for shows and, and, uh, whether it's France or Germany and, and not understanding what, you know, maybe they're announcing me to come on stage and not understanding what they're saying, but you just hear these words. So like, Anton's uh, Steven Ray Vaughan, yeah. you know, <laughs> Austin, Texas. And you're wondering what they're saying about you, but <laughs> obviously they, they love it. You know? I, I, well, I'll tell you one of the funniest interviews I've ever done is our band played over in Croatia and we were on a, um, on a television show there. And of course I didn't understand the language at all. And so it's, a, it was basically this, it was like, you know, da, 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 and they'd say, Millie, Tom is fantastical. And I was like, well, I think yeah. that's a good word. <laughs> that was the only yeah, word that I actually recognized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have one same thing. I, it was probably in France, but they would announce us and eh, the Jake Andrews, the bluesy blues, the bluesy bluesy blues. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that? man? <laughs> well, I want to play this song roll with you. You want to give me a little um, back? Give me a little backstory. Yeah, on that. sure. That, this is from my my uh, last album called uh, uh, "In the Shadows." That's right. That's the album. Um, yeah, I was I was really proud of this album we did. A uh, little little heavier sound, and uh, but this is just a good Texas. Yeah, rock and that's roll. what I love about it. I mean, as soon as I heard yeah. it, I was like, I got to play that. That that just reeks of Austin and that kind of yeah. sound and what people would expect, and so. My, a friend of mine was like, it's like the 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 T-Birds meets ACDC. So it's kind there of like, you, a, you know, <laughs> you know a, li a little more classic rock than just your regular blues, you know, stuff. But, so, yeah, um, that was uh, that was my last uh, full album I put out. Well, I want to play it right now. It's called Roll With You. Um, you're listening to Jake Andrews, and what an incredible artist you are, Jake. And, I mean, even if you didn't have any more to do for the rest of your life, you've already lived a beautiful life for all of us <laughs> musicians out there looking at it. But you've got so much left in you, babe. I mean, I, I feel like most um, guitarists aren't even getting started until the age you are now, and you've already lived a whole life. So um, well, I can't wait to see what I you're going to come up with in the next 30 years it's just i still feel like that myself i'm just getting rolled. yeah well you're it's an incredible incredible uh, journey i'm sure so roll with you by jake andrews right here on texas homegrown music and we'll be right back 
with Jake and um, so Jake I want to talk about this record you're getting ready to drop an instrumental and I know that um, I think you said have most of your records have a little bit of both this is going to have all instrumentals tell me about the process what made you decide to do this at this time and and just where you're where you're recording it and some of the highlights sure um, yeah I've done I've done some some instrumentals on on some of my past records before um, and of course I grew up you know playing a lot of blues instrumentals I mean when I was a kid playing really young I didn't sing I didn't start singing until I was you know maybe 12 13 that real awkward period you know so I um, and everybody was pressuring me you can't just be a guitar player you got to sing all, all these blues artists I would sit in with they're like you you know, you need to start singing. So 
I would awkwardly start to, you know, put in a, a, a vocal or two, you know. <laughs> well, since that time, uh, honey, you've completely, you know, you're a singer now, so. Thank you, thank you. But, um, but yeah, so, but this project really came about with some uh, friends of mine in L.A., uh, great, great artist, uh, Carla Olson, um, who's, who's also, a uh, an acclaimed producer as well. And she's a, she's a great artist in her right. Um, but they, she and her husband, Saul Davis, uh, they've been encouraging me to do this project for a number of years, covering some classic song, you know, instrumental songs. So we kind of came at it from that angle there's a handful of covers on there, um, and the rest are all originals. Uh, but uh, it, it's it's some pretty cool stuff. And we did it we did it last spring in L.A. We recorded actually great studio. It's Robbie Krieger's studio in L.A. Okay, Robbie Krieger from the door. Yeah, but great, great studio called Horse Latitudes. We recorded there, and some some great friends of mine played on it. Some of the greatest. Uh, LA musicians and session musicians out there. Uh, Alvino Bennett played drums. He played, he, he's played for years with Dave Mason and, and Robin Trower before that, but he played in countless R and B bands before that. He played with Stevie wonder. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, a friend of mine on bass, he, he's more of a, a rock bassist. He plays with this group Bush. Oh yeah. 90s, I know Bush. And he's <laughs> rock group. Yeah. They're awesome. And uh, he played bass. Mike Thompson played keys. He's played with the Eagles for the for more than 20 years. He's played keyboards with the Eagles. Um, anyway, so, and this was really the first time I had done an, a completely live album. Like, there was no no going back. Like, you know, th- these had to be live cuts. You know? Oh, wow. And, and, which is one thing if you're doing more of a, you know, song-oriented stuff, but this stuff where it's like full on, you know, it's instrumental, full on guitar playing. You're in the moment, you know, it's got to be uh, a good take, you know. And so and we didn't we didn't really have a chance to rehearse the material. So we just came in kind of. How long were you we out there? I mean, I know, you know, did you did you slate a, a, a week or what, what? What? How did you track it? No, we, we cut it in three days. Wow. We cut the whole album. And, you know, most, most of the stuff we got one, two takes and, you know, chose the best stuff. Right. So it was, it was pretty much like balls yeah, to yeah, the walls, like, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is it. Balls to the wall. So, uh, but yeah, so needless to say, it's pretty high energy, uh, which is, which is kind of my, what I like to do. So, um, I'm uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about. Well, um, I think we need to get you down here to do the record for us at the sanctuary. So let's talk about that. I'd love to have you come back now. You know, your demeanor reminds me a lot of Mike Zito. Do you know Mike at all? Yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, he, you know, you're you're both just so pleasant to talk to, and you're just got such a, a nice smile about you. you. Seem like you really love life. Um, are you in a relationship? Oh yeah, happily married for many years. I have uh, have a beautiful daughter who's a year and a half, and I've got a son who's nine, who's 
who's really playing great guitar. Oh, nice. So you got so, you got uh, a, you got one following just like you did with your dad, huh? Yeah, but we're all set to two and done. Okay, well, you're in the, you're <laughs> in so, it. You still got one in diapers, baby. So <laughs> I I do, but but you know, after the after the last couple years with the COVID and not much going on as far as touring and all that, um, you know, now now with this record, I'm definitely planning on on um doing a lot more traveling okay well good i hope so i want to see you out yeah. i know i want people to be able to see you out and spread that love and that guitar playing so yeah. well we're yeah. gonna actually um so for people that want to find you i'm sure the easiest thing to do is jakeandrews.com um that's my website um you know on instagram yeah. jake andrews music my youtube jake andrews music and do you uh, use bands you know, in town yeah, I'm on band. Good. I I, yeah. I I love that platform because I can go in there, I can follow an artist, and then it lets me know when they're going to be in an area. Or if I'm in an area and I open it up, it'll tell me if they're if they're there. And I can't tell you how many times That's traveling, right. George and I have caught some really cool shows from friends that we didn't even know they were in the city, and we just surprised them because they were on bands in town. So I really try That's to push cool. that platform. Yeah. I really like it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. Well, I want to play. I'm I'm, I'm going to say i think this was probably one of your first hits um time yeah. to burn yeah that this was off my first album time to burn i think uh, you were 19 was, when you put this out yeah yeah 18 like well, i cut it when i was 17 18 and uh yeah it came out when i was 19 and yeah it was, it was a big rock radio hit uh, when it came out, so well, I can see why, and I <laughs> I love it, and I'm sure still. I'm sure people still want you to play it. What is that like? Because exactly. you know we have songs that we've been playing for literally 30 years, and I and exactly. like my bass player particularly, every time someone suggests an older song, he's always like, oh, you know, and I'm thinking, dude, this is what people come to see us for. I love playing songs because somebody <laughs> wants to hear it. Actually, I, I get the opposite a lot. A lot of times I'm like, uh, I'm not going to do that. And then, you know, one of the other guys in the band's like, oh, man, you got to do, do that. Yeah. You got to do, do Time to Burn or whatever, you know. So, yeah. Well, it's, I it's love it's this fun. song. And I think you're just a beautiful soul, um, Jake. I really do. And I'm Thank so you, appreciative of well. you taking the time to do my little radio podcast here on Texas Homegrown Music. And I hope everybody out there listening will take advantage of, of getting his music. This is how he makes his living. And, um, you know, these downloads, I'm telling you, it's so sad because I get my readout every month and it's like, you guys have no idea. It's not point one it's like point zero two or yeah. it's ridiculous um there's some there's some zeros yeah on there's zeros on there so go out and see a live show buy a ticket um and let's support live music and keep it going because um and there's nothing nothing like being in the presence of um live music i'm so glad we're back we're able to do it and i realize that covid is still out there we're trying to be careful but i'm just so grateful that the music has I opened agree. up again and we're able to see one another and share in this beautiful thing called music and love for music so thank you again jake for all you out there thank listening you, um we're gonna play his I, I would venture to say your biggest your first big hits called time to burn yeah. and um yeah. it's still like, like i said a good song is a good song and i love it it's a rocker and we'll be right back on texas homegrown music right here with maylee Tom. okay thank you you maylee. got it
about Jake Andrews. What a phenomenal blues rock guitarist, singer, songwriter out of Austin. I know you guys are going to enjoy him if you go and see him live. I'm going to have him here in uh, McKinney at the Guitar Sanctuary soon, so I'll be giving you some heads up on that coming up, and be sure to check out some of our shows there. I've got a show coming up the end of March with um, a group called The Reverent Few out of Austin, Texas, and my band will be playing as well. We've got a lot of great music coming your way, so 
Be sure to avail yourself to live music. That's the reason I do this show. I want to get people connected again to to artists. And what a better way than to just come to a live show. We've got so many great venues all around the Dallas Metroplex and throughout Texas. So be sure to do that. I want to say thanks again to my sponsors, Guitar Sanctuary, Tupps Brewery, and Burris Injury Law for making this show possible. Remember the love life you get out of it, what you put into it. And I am going to end the show today with my friend Ryan Berg singing a song called Sunflower. I actually chose the live version today because I really dig it. And I and I love sunflowers. It's my favorite flower in case you guys didn't know. It's um, even in my logo. So have a great day, you guys. We'll see you next time right here on Texas Homegrown Music.
Rain it does fall so very slow. 